Hi everyone, my name is Alyssa Tucker. I lead the Human Capital Management Research Program for APQC. In this podcast, we will be talking about tackling one of the top challenges that organizations face today, which is to ensure that they have the talent needed to deliver on business objectives in a really fast-changing competitive environment. I'm excited to be joined today by Stefan Gass, who is the Chief Marketing Officer and Head of Growth for StarMind. StarMind uses patented artificial intelligence to identify subject matter experts across enterprises and to access employee knowledge based on skill and expertise profiles. So with that, welcome to the podcast, Stefan. Thanks so much, Alyssa. Well, let's jump right in. Um, first, I'd like to ask if you could explain for our listeners who may not be familiar what an employee skills profile is. Uh, excellent starting question. So a skill profile is, in fact, a set of competencies and capabilities which people or employees have shown and demonstrated as part of their daily work and also their career. So they usually fit into a so-called uh, skill categories, which are, which are hierarchies of job-related terms. Uh, the HR uh, pro- professionals usually use the term ontologies, job ontologies, and that's uh, how uh, skill profiles are defined. A good example, I'll give you a good example to, to uh, illustrate this. If uh, your skill is uh, uh, conducting search engine optimization, for example, uh, that fits into the category, into the higher level category of browsing, searching, and filtering digital data. So I hope that this demonstrates sort of what our skill profiles are. Sure, I think that gives a, our, our listeners a, a good picture. So I wanna ask the next kind of logical question, which is why do organizations use skills profiles? Yeah, I mean, skill profiles, uh, we believe are sort of the new currency uh, in, in companies uh, for all employees. Uh, and when you think about a lot of companies are today moving away from very strictly hierarchical organizations and they build more agile organizations. Uh, they work in project type of structures uh, where they quickly want to know who is the person with the best know-how on a certain topic. These project type of organizations uh, can uh, be uh, sometimes just a few hours or a day long, uh, or they can be more long-term type of projects with large, large teams. So in both cases, you truly want to leverage the best know-how your organization has in terms of people uh, and the currency uh, they bring to the table, which are skills. Uh, in the end, you want a much better understanding of every employee's skills, expertise, and know-how for the benefit of the employee and the company. Um, so uh, what's in it for, for both the company and the employee? You can much more quickly solve business problems. Independent, like I just said, if they are sort of just sort of top of mind and you're working on a, on a project-related uh, point right now, or you want to identify an expert who joins your team, for example. Uh, so 
The whole thing is about fostering innovation. Uh, secondly, uh, you wanna actually access already existing know-how in your organization. And we're talking about large organizations with a few thousands or tens of thousands of people. And uh, you wanna, uh, on, on the other hand, if that know-how exists and is documented, you wanna actually access it. And you wanna avoid constantly pinging the same type of, of, of per person. So uh, example is uh, what we see is during onboarding. So, so uh, employees joining uh, companies, you see very often that the same type of uh, either HR uh, team members or experts across the companies are, are involved, spending an incredible, incredible amount of time helping people to on, onboard. So you could do this uh, in a much easier fashion by giving them access to the brain pool of the, comp uh, of the company where they can easily just ask uh, questions and if they are uh, already answered, you, you get the answer uh, right away. And the last point is overall uh, a much better understanding how, for each employee how their current skill profile actually looks like and how they can uh, potentially improve on that skill profile or what they need to emphasize more over time. So that's one of the uh, reasons why organizations need skill profiles. Great, thank you. And I think you really bring up a, a great point. You know, there's so many benefits for organizations, but also skills profiles um, offer benefits for employees um, as well. So I thought, thought that was a really um, important point uh, that you called out there. So um, we can talk, we talked about, you know, why um, why use the skill profile, skills profiles, why they're valuable. How do organizations, most organizations today, how do they go about creating um, skills profiles in their organization? Yeah, I mean, uh, what they usually do today is as uh, part of your performance review, um, you, uh, you give uh, feedback on a person as well as you do uh, capture uh, certain skills and you try to put them in an in a existing database, you do type of surveys uh, across the company, where you're surveying employees. Um, and uh, and you, what you usually do in, in these types of activities, and they either land in your uh, current HR system, but in most cases still in some type of spreadsheet, uh, uh, is you're trying to usually press them in, into an existing uh, hierarchy or uh, what I mentioned before, sort of a, a job ontology, a hierarchy of terms. Uh, and uh, yeah, that uh, is usually not the most optimal way uh, to get this started and off the ground. Sure. And yeah, I wonder, you know, in my conversations, you know, with HR professionals and, and other human capital management um, stakeholders and organizations, it's not uncommon for me to hear either that the organization really doesn't have skills profiles or if they no. do have them, that they're really not using them that much. So I'm wondering if you could kind of elaborate a little bit um, about some of those challenges. You mentioned six, you know, 
fitting um, skills into a pre-existing kind of taxonomy, yeah. but if you could talk about, you know, the, the barriers that organizations come up against when they, they look at skills profiles and creating them. Well, well, is a great question, and I, I tie it right into your last point about the, the ontologies. Um, I mean, when you think about uh, trying to press employees and uh, team members into, into existing ontologies, um, you usually fall short in capturing what they uh, uh, truly can bring to the table in terms of skills, expertise, and competencies. Um, you are, uh, these, these job ontologies are defined by uh, job categories and usually start with, hey, you are a project manager, an HR professional, you are a CMO, you are um, a developer, uh, and then you already have a preset of uh, specific skills and tasks. But the fact is uh, only 50% of them might be relevant. Uh, the fact is you might have much broader skills than just based on the current job you perform. So all of that uh, know-how is either falsely captured on one side, mm -hmm. or um, you, are, uh, you are not uh, capturing enough. <laughs> and uh, and uh, at the end, you end up with, uh, after these capturing efforts, you just end up with a, with a wrong set of data points uh, uh, for uh, these skills, they are not accurate. Uh, they take an incredible time to capture. Think about when you do surveys in large organizations with tens of thousands of people. Uh, it's not real time. It uh, takes uh, takes a long time. In fact, uh, I uh, just spoke with an HR professional um, who, and they are. Since the beginning of this year, they, they have uh, a few hundred thousand of employees, but they are since the beginning of the year on this capturing exercise, and it's, they're planning to finish it uh, by the end of the year. But then think about, uh, I mean, by the end of the year, X percent of employees will either have left the company, changed changed their job, or and. Uh, a new set of employees join the company. So when they are finished by the end of the year, uh, I mean, uh, about 15 to 20% of their data is, is pretty irrelevant at that point in time. So you, you do need to find uh, different types of ways how to, how to start capturing expertise and skills. Sure, and I just think with the pace of change, um, especially, um, you know, that we're seeing with innovation and advances in technology, um, you know, you really do, as a, an HR professional, need much more real-time information um, on the skills that you have in your workforce. Um, so you can, can be more agile um, and, and adapt. Um, so, you know, you, you talked about, um, you know, skills profiles often not being complete, not being potentially accurate. Um, I want to turn, and, and if you could talk about StarMind um, and how StarMind uses artificial intelligence um, to address some of the limitations that you just spoke about, um, some of the limitations that traditional methods for building skills profiles have. Yeah. 
Um, so if you could tell us a little bit about how StarMind works um, and how it, you know, helps organizations yeah. address some of those limitations. Yeah, StarMind is using uh, a set of AI and machine learning uh, techniques and methodologies uh, to overcome the limitations of the traditional methods of uh, building and capturing these types of skill profiles. Uh, so what what we do is, and what we call learning sources, is we have a set of learning sources where we tap into existing uh, information traces all of us leave behind in companies. So think about the existing set of tools you're using, like, a, uh, like your calendar, uh, like uh, like your Slack, like your Messenger application, Microsoft Teams, um, so various systems you're currently uh, using. Uh, on top, you can think about some some R&D departments have in fact their own uh, database where they store uh, so-called research papers from different employees. Uh, all of this type of information can be used as learning sources and you do extract uh, out of these learning sources, you, you can extract insight on, uh, on skills and capabilities. Uh, and the interesting part of that one is, first of all, it's done real time. Uh, so it, it's it, to, to, the, to, the, uh, to, the, to the things I mentioned before uh, on some of the challenges, so this one is is real time, it constantly learns. It uh, also learns the company specific language which is being used. So if certain terminologies keep popping up more often than others, uh, the, the AI will learn about this company specific terminology. They might not pop uh, in any type of job hierarchy, but uh, it would uh, then be taken up by uh, by the uh, by the machine learning mechanism, and uh, in being associated with uh, an employee, because it is important and meaningful uh, to uh, to that company. Uh, plus, we're putting also uh, context with different employees in interaction. So, meaning uh, we we are not just giving out a set of uh, experts on uh, certain skills, we are also able to really identify the top experts on a specific topic, uh, which is quite interesting if you think about um, a lot of the uh, um, what is done manually today. I mean, you captured your skills once, it kind of stays where it is. So uh, I, I always use uh, the example uh, a few years back. I used to build up uh, a large uh, internal uh, digital uh, in-house agency uh, with all the different functions, uh, and I was very deep into digital marketing, and uh, if you would have ranked me at that point in time, I would have had 9 out of 10 or 8 out of 10 in terms of expertise knowledge on every, every area in digital marketing. Um, Today, I'm much more involved in setting company strategy, thinking about the go-to-market, 
So while I'm still having, obviously, a, a foundational good understanding of digital marketing, I'm certainly not eight out of 10 anymore, I might be five or six. Uh, and this type of understanding uh, that I'm not the greatest expert at this point in time anymore, I still have a, some knowledge, uh, is, is important to, to understand where if, if I should be considered, for example, for uh, getting pinged on certain uh, digital marketing uh, uh, projects uh, or uh, certain know-how people need to know about the latest uh, algorithm, how to improve their Google ranking. Uh, so this, this uh, very agile way of using AI and machine learning to capture accurately accurately in real time, uh, company-specific skill profiles is, uh, is very unique in what Starline does. We believe there's uh, no other company out there who can, can do that in that shape and form like we do. Sure, sure. And I can just, you know, working in the HR and human capital management space, just think of so many benefits um, from an organization um, in terms of workforce planning, organizational learning. Um, and as you talked about, just employee productivity and being able to connect with the appropriate expert quickly to solve problems and, and get work done faster. Um, so lots of benefits there. I wondered if we could talk a little bit about privacy concerns because employees sometimes worry when they hear about mining of their personal data and interactions. And so can you talk about how Starmine protects privacy and how it builds trust um, among its users? No, fully, fully understand it. It is a great question. And, uh, and so what we do uh, when I talked about learning sources, we only access learning sources which are company-wide publicly available anyway. So company-wide pub internally available to everybody. So when I talked about uh, accessing a calendar, uh, if the calendar is marked as private, you would never access this. We can't. In fact, we can't. Uh, if it's uh, if it's open, uh, we, we are able to access it. Same for uh, open and closed channels on messaging platforms, for example. So we only access information which are uh, anyway accessible to, to anybody. Uh, we just have the advantage that the big uh, uh, machine learning engine uh, is obviously uh, helping to capture this much more quickly than a, any individual human being uh, can do. So, uh, and obviously we are also GDPR compliant, uh, so uh, we're not breaking uh, any rules in particular related to uh, the GDPR laws here in, in Europe. In fact, we have a lot of uh, German and uh, German customers and Swiss customers who are um, probably the, the most strict on privacy and GDPR in the world. Uh, and uh, they still got to use uh, Starmind because we are compliant with all these types of uh, rules which are, which, which are out there. Great. 
that 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 helps a lot. And I would think too, um, as you mentioned earlier, um, just that there are benefits to employees as well. So you know, obviously knowing that their privacy is protected, um, but but also just you know that this is something that that helps employees keep their skills you know, up to date and um, have them, you know, be matched with the right kinds of, yeah. mm -hmm, go ahead. Mm -hmm. so, sorry for, for chiming in there, yeah, go I just got excited about <laughs> the point. Sure. I mean, this, this, is, this is designed truly also for employees. Mm -hmm. If you look at two data points, uh, and again, uh, we, we give every employee access to the call it corporate know-how of, of, of the entire company, access to all the other employees and, and how they can help each other. And if you, if you look at uh, what is the biggest frustration element today uh, with uh, employees, 70% uh, actually are saying that they feel completely under-leveraged in what they can bring to the table in terms of their expertise, their talent, their skills. They're frustrated about it. So we obviously have a mechanism uh, where we are able to capture these profiles uh, and uh, share company-wide uh, what, what expertise is actually out there uh, in the company to, uh, to contribute to solve problems. The other data point, and that's the last one I wanted to share, is um, the, uh, when you look at why employees are leaving companies, uh, the reasons, 40% will say they, they were unhappy about or unsatisfied about how their skills were being used. Uh, they felt like they're not being used to the fullest extent. They didn't see any career progression. Uh, they didn't see any uh, way where companies applied talent mobility. So this, this type of um, frustration clearly shows the benefits uh, what uh, uh, this uh, skill profile generation and the, the solving of business problems related to it can uh, can bring for employees as well as organizations. Wow, those are really um, powerful um, statistics and um, really a great opportunity for for both employees and employers to you know better utilize uh, skills and and, and talent. Um, Really powerful. Um, could you tell us, you know, where or how listeners could could learn more about StarMind and, and how it uses AI to build skills profiles and to help kind of shape the future workforce? Yeah, I mean, there's two uh, two sources, actually three sources, I would say, if I include myself as source. I mean, first, uh, obviously, our website StarMind.com. Uh, secondly, uh, Starmind uh, is also on LinkedIn. Just go to our company website on LinkedIn. And, and third, uh, people can certainly approach uh, me. I'm also to be found on LinkedIn, Stefan Gass. Uh, you can uh, see there and you can just uh, write me a message uh, and I will reply very quickly. 
Wonderful. Well, Stefan, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and to, to share information that will help organizations build future-ready workforces. So um, thank you to our listeners also for spending time with us, and I hope that you will join us for the next APQC podcast.